huge fucking nerd. That's right, I'm a huge fucking nerd. I like lots of books and computers, cause I am a huge fucking nerd. One of a kind shades made to order by Vaporshades.com. Vaporshades designs the outer layer of the sunglasses just like a wrap on a car. They customize your sunglasses, marbling the paint. The end result is no two pair of sunglasses are alike. Yours will be completely unique to you. Check us out at Vaporshades.com. Use promo code TUTTLE for 15% off your entire order. Get ready for your daily dose of TUTTLE. Uh, the all-time greatest uh, intern slash producer we've ever had, of course, TUTTLE. TUTTLE in Florida. From the Vapor Shades Hobo Fish Camp, it's the TUTTLE Daily Podcast. No wonder nobody likes you, TUTTLE. Everything's a goddamn debate. Welcome to another edition of the Tuttle Daily Podcast. I am broadcasting live, well, not live, I'm recording on location at Bulls Wine and Spirits. It's over here off of Fletcher. Uh, He's a buddy of Colton's. I don't know how they met each other, but it's a real funny story. I got to hang here on New Year's Eve, and I never really got around to talking about the story because, you know, like some of the people that Colton runs with maybe, may or may not, want to be on the radio or want to be recorded. So I wanted to feel him out the first time. But when I tell you this guy is one of the craziest characters that I've met in a really, really long time, but I'm going to come up and see if I can... Interview him here. All right, hold on. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to approach here. Uh, Doc. Doc is a guy that I met on New Year's Eve, like I said. Now, I just missed you yesterday. We, I didn't know we uh, get our haircut done by the same person. Yeah, my brother Bezo. I'm the godfather to a son. That's, that's what he said. That's what he said yesterday. So tell me a little bit about your story. I, I hear you got like places all over the place here. Like you're the liquor king of uh, this area and stuff. I wouldn't say that at all. I don't know. I, I think it is. I'm saying it. it looks like it. I mean, in a certain aspect, I am. So, yeah, I am. <laughs> so so how, how, how have you been since uh, New Year's Eve? I mean, what did you think of the Capitol riots and stuff? Did, did, did you see any of that stuff? Of course I did. I got my degree in political science, then I got my master's in business. At a very young age, I saw what happened, and it was disgusting to me. To be in the Capitol building, having your feet on people's desks, stealing paintings. The last time that happened, I believe, was 1821 when the British... Oh, yeah. What'd you think about that woman that got capped, the one that was trying to crawl through that window? I mean, she should have known better, man, being in the military and stuff. No comment. (laughs) Well, man, I just wanted to say hi. I was telling everybody about uh, New Year's Eve here with you, uh, and and it was a good time. It's always a great time here. We're we're my family. We show everybody love, and you cannot hate. Hey, I'm trying to figure out why Colton comes over here and buffs out all your all your, uh, your shelves and everything. Well, his ADHD, and I don't want to speak amongst another man, so I'm gonna keep that. No comment as well. And I just also want to let you, man, I am so grateful you gave me that drink earlier today, man. I really appreciate <laughs> I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> okay, first, let me start off by saying I'm not saying anything bad about Doc, the guy that I was just spoke speaking to. But I got to tell you, I, I get tired of people coming up and saying, 
oh, I'm funny. I'm a great speaker. I'm outrageous. I'm polarizing. I'm just crazy. And then when that microphone gets in front of you, your whole attitude, your whole demeanor changes. And I'm not saying anything bad about Doc, but I got to tell you, man, I uh, <laughs> I hung out with him on New Year's Eve and this guy was wild as fuck. And I'm like, oh, God, next time I come here, I'm going to have to be able to speak to him. And I got him on. Now, there's some things that I'm working on with him. I got some great ideas because you got to you guys got to understand. Um, I've been out of radio for over a year now. Uh, I'm happy doing the podcasting stuff. I'm actually making some pretty decent money. Not not enough that I am just going to be extravagant type lifestyle. No, that's that's not the case. But um, I don't want to I don't want to blow my wad on this, but I, I hope to be because I, I talked to Doc after the interview and, and I ran a couple of things by him. And I have some great, great business ideas that's going to lead to some really, really great content. So, but that that's just another case. I'm tired of people saying, oh, I can do radio. Radio is not that hard. No. Once that microphone gets in, gets in front of your face, you got to be the same way you are off the air. That's why a lot of these radio people don't make it because they're not real. They don't, they're not honest with their audience. They do not share every single little detail of their life. And like I said, I can't be mad at Doc. You know, he's not a radio broadcasting professional. And a lot of people clam up once they get that microphone in their face. But somebody who was not afraid of the microphone was Larry King. And if you haven't heard yet, Larry King passed away today at the age of 87. And I know a lot of you guys are out there like, oh, I, I thought he was already dead. I mean, there's a, there's a lot of those people that you lose track of, especially when they retire. You know, another one that I saw the other day that I thought was already was dead was Dan Rather. Dan Rather. No, was Dan Rather? Yeah, Dan Rather. Tom Brokaw was the one that had the speech impediment. But Dan Rather was on uh, Jimmy Kimmel the other night. And I was like, holy crap, I thought this dude was dead a long time ago. But yeah, Larry King passed away at the age of 87. For more than 50 years on television and radio. Indianapolis, hello. The famous and the infamous. I'm always in awe with these people that can do these impersonations. Uh, Frank Caliendo is one of them. The guy is absolutely brilliant. He gets the facial like twerks and tweaks or whatever. I know they're not called twerks. Uh, ticks, yeah, the facial ticks down, as well as the voice. But when people are really, really bad at impersonations, they usually go to uh, those uh, catchphrases that people say, and that that's one that everybody used with Larry King, uh-huh. or, or like with Seinfeld. You you don't even have to do a good Seinfeld impersonation. You just got to go. Who are these people? See, now that's a bad Jerry Seinfeld, but everybody would do Larry King because he would call out this random city. He'd be like, Wichita Falls, hello. And that's everybody was like, oh, that's Larry King. Very traumatic experience. They all opened up to Larry King. Goodbye. My number one motto, I never learned anything when I was talking. And that was never more apparent when you started to become senile. Those are those broadcasters that like to stick around maybe a couple of years way too long. 
But I also know that these broadcasters, they are worried. They're worried as soon as they retire, they are going to die. Because you, you've heard that old adage where people like, oh, as soon as you stop working, as soon as you stop having purpose is when your body starts giving up on itself. And I'm sure that's exactly what Larry King was worried about. Born in Brooklyn in 1933, young Larry Zeiger dreamed of a career in radio. He chose the name King from a liquor store ad after moving to Miami in search of his big break. I don't know, guys. Where there's smoke, there is fire. I was the biggest alcoholic you could ever meet in the world, but I never, ever came up with my stage name that involved alcohol or liquor. But Larry King got it from a goddamn liquor store? I mean, was Larry King a, a, a slosh? Was he, was he the town drunk? I mean, he kept it together. I don't know. Maybe, I mean, most alcoholics think that they're keeping it together. I thought I was great on the air, but I've gone back and listened to some of the shows when I was on Bubba. And at the time when I was in, I was like, hell yeah, I'm killing it. Nobody can tell that I'm drunk. But now being over a year sober and I go, oh, it makes me cringe. I mean, it it it, it embarrasses me. I, I'm ashamed of that point of time, that little time frame in my radio career where I just didn't give a fuck about my craft. I just wanted to get drunk as a skunk. Did a radio show from Pumpernick's restaurant. Bobby Darren walked in one day. Jimmy Hoffa walked in. Arrested in 1971 for grand larceny, King was acquitted and returned to radio. I don't know, man. Maybe the sponge and the King has a little bit more in common than what we thought. They both have had run-ins with the law, legal problems, and still came back and, and got to the top. Eventually broadcasting his call-in show nationwide. Welcome to Larry King Live. So did the guy that produced all the Ron Jeremy porn video soundtracks, did he do the intro for Larry King Live back in the day? Did you hear that? I thought I was about to see slongs and big bushes and hairy vaginas. In 1985, Ted Turner lured him to the fledgling CNN. Any personal regrets? I can only imagine some deal being done and a contract being signed, especially if it was Ted Turner on a glass coffee table next to a pound of like some Scarface uh, cocaine. Remember that that scene back when Tony Montana just pits his head right into the biggest mound of cocaine you could have imagined? Yeah, I, that's exactly how I thought the deal was brokered between Ted Turner and Larry King. Where he became the network's biggest draw, reaching more than one million people each night. We can stop that without NAFTA, and we can stop that with a good NAFTA. Just How do you stop that without NAFTA? His 1993 NAFTA debate was viewed by 11 million. Guys, I was only in elementary school, but I knew how much of a draw Ross Perot was back in the day. That wasn't because of Larry King. If anything, Larry King owes Ross Perot for his whole goddamn career, because Ross Perot at the time, mixed up the establishment in the political system during that whole presidential election, runoffs, campaigns. Man, and I forget who the guy, he was some general in the army that was supposed to be Ross Perot's uh, vice president. Oh, my, Mondale. It was Mondale. Mondale, the guy could barely stay awake during the vice presidential debates. It was fucking amazing. Setting a new record. For a cable broadcast, King said his secret was not to overprepare. Yeah, I was the number one show on television, Larry. You were. Do you know who I am? And bragged he never read the books his guests promoted. 
what I worry about is where I think I know too much. All right, I know that I've been busting Larry's balls, but I kind of get what he's talking about. I don't want to know every single little thing about the guests when I come on, but you got to have a little bit of a basic idea about what the goddamn book's about, Larry. But I will agree because you want to get that first reaction. You want to get that first reaction because if you listen to a lot of the interviews I do, I do a little bit of show prep, but I don't want to know everything because I want to be able to talk to him get an answer, and then form the next question. My my interviews that I do are living, breathing organisms. They go where they want to go to, and depending on what the guest says, I'll branch off a question or come back with a follow-up question. That's what a lot of these journalists do not do anymore. They do not ask follow-up questions. They, they take an answer as the gospel, and they don't call the people into question. They don't call them to task at all. But I do get what Larry's coming from. But goddamn, I'm going to play this audio in just a few minutes. One of my favorite interviews is when he, uh, Larry King made a complete ass out of himself when he had Jerry Seinfeld on. The day I go into a studio saying I've asked all the questions and I've heard all the answers is the day I got to quit. In 2010, amid faltering ratings, he was replaced with Piers Morgan. For now, for here... It's time to hang up the nightly suspenders. This is not a dig at all on any broadcaster that uses a gimmick. I'm a big wrestling fan. A lot of the radio I've done, big fan of Andy Kaufman. You always have to have a gimmick. Uh, Larry had his suspenders. Uh, Tucker, Tucker Carlson had the bow tie. I wish Tucker would bring back the bow tie because he would be wearing it, and then as the show would go on, the bow tie would get looser and looser, and then when he would come back to give like his Jerry Springer final thought, the bow tie would be completely undone, hanging around his neck. So yes, everybody, especially the older generation, they love gimmicks. They're like, hell yeah, why is Larry not wearing his uh, suspenders? The only thing it could have been better with the suspenders, if it would have, they would have like copied the the movie Office Space. You know, uh, when uh, What's-Her-Face from Friends is wearing this uh, Jennifer Anderson and they want you to have a certain amount of pieces of flair. Could you imagine if Larry King's suspenders, he would have had new flair every single night and they would have been like, and then the older people would be like, Hey, Jerry, did you see what uh, Larry, he had a uh, shit happens flair on his uh, suspenders. Yeah, they would have. Everybody would have tuned in to see what type of flair Larry uh, King had on his suspenders. But rather than retire, he took his Welcome show to, to the Larry internet King. and later Russian broadcaster RT. I just want to make sure that the election is a hundred percent fair. A lifelong Dodgers fan, King survived a heart attack in 1987 and was married eight times to seven different women. Okay. Do you think Larry was still bringing the wood when it comes to wife number eight? And a lot of you guys are probably like, oh, how was he married eight times to seven different women? There was one that he actually was divorced with uh, for like three or four years and then ended up getting remarried. So, I mean, Larry is either the biggest cuck or Larry has the biggest dick. And the wife was like, after three years of divorce, is like, I need Larry King's hog. I need the jackhammer. But now I'm always wondering, did Larry, was Larry still bringing the wood at, at, at what? At the last one might have been late 70s, early 80s. Was he still having sex or did he like just want that hot trophy, younger sugar baby just to be running around the house nude? Uh, and Larry is only wearing suspenders and maybe like crotchless jock straps or something. 
Yeah, and maybe that's what it is. Who knows? But man, Larry was the professional poon hound. I never thought this is strange. In fact, I used to think if people were married for a long time, they were strange. Larry King said he hoped to be remembered as a good father and an interviewer who added to the knowledge of the world. So earlier in this story, uh, Larry mentioned that he doesn't like to over-prepare for an interview. Well, it kind of backfired on him when he had Jerry Seinfeld on the show. Now, we're not just talking Jerry Seinfeld present day. We're talking Jerry Seinfeld right after Seinfeld went off. We're talking one of the biggest TV shows ever to be on network TV. And, And Larry... I felt so bad for him, but and Jerry, Jerry Seinfeld is usually a nice guy. You you would think that Jerry Seinfeld might let him off the hook, but no, no, Jerry let him have it. Nine years, 180 episodes. You gave it up, right? I did. Sir. They didn't cancel you. You canceled them. You're not aware of this? Like I said, as far as I've known, everybody thinks of Jerry Seinfeld as being a nice guy. And that is getting mad for Jerry Seinfeld. Did you hear how sarcastically he replied, and you didn't know this? No, I'm, I'm asking you. You think I got canceled? Are you under the impression I, that I, I got canceled? You, I hurt you, Jerry? I thought don't, that was pretty well documented. Don't this most is a, shows is this still down. CNN? Don't most shows go down a little? Most people do also. <laughs> That was a shot straight across the bow on Larry talking about, hey, man, it might be time for you to retire. And we're talking this is another 15, 20 years before Larry ever thought about retiring. And Jerry's like, yeah, yeah, people go downhill. Uh, Larry. But <laughs> yeah, no, I, I went off the air. I was the number one show on television, Larry. You were Do you know who I am? And the sad thing is a lot of people probably took Seinfeld seriously when he said, do you know who I am? Like, ooh, man, Seinfeld's got a little bit of an ego. No, no, no. That was Seinfeld being sarcastic, and sarcasm gets lost on a lot of people. But Jerry handled this absolutely brilliantly. <laughs> Jewish guy, Brooklyn. Yes. Okay. 75 million viewers last okay. episode. Were you? Don't take it so bad. Well, that's a, a big difference between being canceled and being number one. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> We'll be right back. Jeez. B-movie opens. <laughs> B-movie opens. Can we get opens. a resume in here for B-movie me? B-movie opens tomorrow. And, uh, I, I, we'll be right back. Anyways, rest in peace, Larry. Larry King dead at the age of 87 in Los Angeles, California. Going to take a quick break. Be back in a few minutes. You are listening to the Tuttle Daily Podcast. Say, nerd? I've only been arrested one time. A radio personality. Professionally? I'm not in the best position that I've ever been in. And hot talk satirizer? You would think with everything that's going on, a Caucasian like myself wouldn't be able to randomly talk to an African-American or a minority. You're listening to the Tuttle Daily Podcast. Wish you could have just flown and had your vehicle arrive a day or two later so you can enjoy more time doing what's important to you? Well, you can. Just give Starfire Transport a call. Let the professionals do the driving while you're flying. Starfire Transport specializes in RV and auto transport. They'll also haul watercraft from boats to PWCs, cargo trailers, and more. Service available throughout the continental United States. So don't wait. Call Brian today at 574-349-4193 or... 989-751-6106 for your next move. 
10% off for veterans past or present. Also, make sure to tell them Tuttle sent you for an additional discount. That's Starfire Transport. All right, welcome back, guys, to the Tuttle Daily Podcast. I haven't mentioned it in a while, but there's actually a Tuttle Daily Podcast Reddit form. And if you've never been on Reddit or you don't know what Reddit is, it's like a web board. It's a web board where people can go there and they can discuss certain things. I got to tell you, if you're a big fan of porn, uh, you might want to check out Reddit because they got a lot of great selection there. And plus, you'll find a lot of stuff that you're not going to find on other porn sites. But on to the Tuttle Daily Podcast web form. It's a place where people that are supporters of the show, people that listen on a daily basis. And if you hear something on the show and you want to discuss it, I'm going to go back on there. I, I've kind of neglected it a little bit, but go to reddit.com, search the Tuttle Daily Podcast. Like I said, uh, you could talk about anything on the show, uh, stuff about going on in your life, maybe an interesting news story, anything. Like I said, uh, as long as you guys aren't being racist or homophobic or hateful and stuff, I, I don't want that. I, I don't want the Tuttle Daily Podcast Reddit form to have that type of stuff on it. But if you want to call or if you want to go on there and post and tell you or tell me how much you think I suck or how much you hate the show, or if you want to go on and you want to mark out, you can easily do that. Reddit.com, search the Tuttle Daily Podcast. Uh, last week I ended up playing it and I've always been a sucker for bad, bad reality TV shows, but I don't know if it's TLC or discovery, but they love, they love exploiting fat people, people that have eating problems, whatever it may be, because I played you a clip of the thousand pound sisters. Now, I don't know, uh, the backstory on this next guy, but just listen to what this guy eats for breakfast every single morning. Love the ice cream. Deidre hear this music coming around the block. Deidre gets up. So just to give you a little bit of a backstory on Mr. Ice Cream Guy, this is an adult. This is a grown-ass man. Now, if this was an underage kid, a minor under 18, I'd be like, all right, this mom needs to be called on by DCF. DCF needs to come out there and check out this family because this mom is all about it. And this guy is so big. This guy definitely does not have a job. So is the mom, is the mom actually flipping the bill on this ice cream buffet that this guy has for breakfast every single morning? And this guy, when I tell you, he is fat. He is so fat. He's like wearing uh, doctor scrubs, big, humongous, probably like 3X doctor scrubs. He can't even get the belt, uh, the loops tied on uh, tight enough. So it is just hanging off of his ass. Uh, this shirt, this shirt, he must have a 4X shirt, but man, he has a difficult time. It's like trying to get, it's like if uh, Mr. Marcus trying to fit on one of my condoms. This is, That's exactly what it was like. This guy trying to put on a shirt was like Mr. Marcus trying to put on a condom that I wear. He has an account with the ice cream man. Where do the ice cream man open up an account for somebody to get something off the truck every day? How is this not Munchausen syndrome? And if you don't know what uh, Munchausen syndrome is... It's where the parents, usually the mother, will make the kids sick. So they need the mother, that they're like that poor defenseless kid. Maybe this is what this mother does. You know, you, you see a lot of these Munchausen syndromes. It's usually a white mother 
You don't see a lot of African-American mothers doing this. But why is this bitch letting this happen? Because this dude is just a walking heart attack. He is a heart attack time bomb just ready to explode. I would say when the ice cream man pulls up, it's the best part of my day. I promise you guys, I swear on my parents' graves, because I'm not going to swear God because I don't believe in God. But what I'm trying to say, this is not a sketch bit. That would that was featured on Key and Peele because this is exactly what it sounds like. This guy said the guy said his favorite time of the day is when he hears the ice cream man coming, and he is a grown ass man. The treats make it worth it for me to push myself to walk outside. I know he can't hear me, but when I first heard him say that, I yelled at the TV screen. That's not how it works. You're basically defeating all the exercise that you, all the calories you burn to walk 60 feet and go down some steps. Matter of fact, you don't even go down the goddamn steps. That's not how it works, people. And that's my exercise for today. Hey, what can I get for you today? Please, what's going on? All right. I don't know if you guys know this, but even criminals have some code of ethics that they live by. Like a crack dealer, I mean, sometimes they're not going to sell to people. Some of them just say, hey, I'm not going to sell to kids. I'm not going to shoot women or children. I'm not going to hurt any of those people. The crack dealers must be looking at this ice cream man like, man, this guy is one cold ass motherfucker that he's going to roll up and he just sees this kid. This kid must be probably 30 to 40 percent of this ice cream man's budget and he doesn't care. He doesn't care that he's just contributing to this big, humongous black guy's early grave. He doesn't give a damn. Gotta make that money. I need three sodas. Three sodas. Not a damn one of them is a diet. Two bags of hot Funyuns. Um, Two bags of hot Funyuns. Funyuns aren't even made out of real onions, so you can't even maybe constitute, maybe say it's a vegetable because there's no onions in a fucking Funyun bag. Another buddy. All right. A strawberry shortcake. Man, I've never had a strawberry ice cream, but it sounds delicious. An ice cream sandwich. Two fudge round pies. All right. And oh, nutty, nutty butter. A plain nutty butter. Okay. You know, your parents always used to say, look on the bright side. Maybe this guy is counting calories. Maybe he didn't want to go with two extra nutty buddies. He went with one extra nutty buddy and a plain nutty buddy. So he is being health conscious. All right. Give me a minute. Ice cream is one of my favorites. All righty. Make sure you're all right now. Appreciate you. All right. So that's how I start my breakfast. With ice cream. And it starts to make my day get better at that point. I mean, if it wasn't for the crime that came along with it, i just say, let it rip. Let every single drug be legal. Let people kill themselves if they want to because we're letting people kill themselves with all this bad food. How are cigarettes? How is alcohol legal? More people are dying from that every single day. I can't tell you the last time somebody OD'd on marijuana because guess what? It's never happened. So let people, if they want to kill themselves, let them do all the fentanyl, let them do all the crocodile, let them do all the methamphetamines, let them do all the damn ecstasy, molly, crack cocaine, whatever it may be, just let it rip. Because this poor bastard is killing himself legally 
And this ice cream man has the balls when he sees what it's doing to this guy because he his, his the joy of his day is a fucking ice cream sandwich. I mean, hey, guess what? If that makes him happy, let it rip. Let it rip. Let me do all the heroin I want to. Black tar heroin for me. But the ice cream and the snacks are just the start. It's good, but I get hungrier as I eat it. People have been saying for ages there's no such thing as a perpetual motion machine. But th- God damn it, this guy is a perpetual eating, digesting machine. Did you hear him? He gets hungrier the more he eats. You know, I need something bigger. So what I like to get for my first meal is pizza, usually. I like pizza a lot, and I eat a lot of pizza. So I order that, and I save some of the snacks for later. Hey, TLC, you're not being sneaky either. Let's not cover our ass by playing sad, sappy music at the end because, oh, we should feel sad for this fat black kid that gets up every single morning and has a two-pound order of ice cream with the local ice cream man that's worse than a crack dealer or a heroin dealer. Guys, I would trust a crack or a heroin dealer than I would over this ice cream man because he is preying on this man. And TLC... I mean, you guys are, are are basically taking advantage of this guy. Uh, you probably paid for the ice cream for him for a whole month. How many days of B-roll footage did you get of him getting ice cream from the ice cream man every single day? So it's not like you're covering your ass with that sad, sappy music, TLC. Going to take a quick break. Be back in a few minutes. You are listening to the Tuttle Daily Podcast. <laughs> From the Vapor Shades Hobo Fish Camp. Man, maybe I would have way more sex partners in my life if I just threw caution to the wind. It's the Tuttle Daily Podcast. Tuttle's Daily Podcast is brought to you by StitchYouUp.com. For your embroidery, screen printing, vinyl, and direct-to-garment printing needs, visit StitchYouUp.com. Stitch You Up specializes in custom caps, shirts, decals, and anything you want to personalize. Whether it's one item or large orders, they can handle any size. Unsure about what you want? Let Stitch You Up help you with your logo design. Visit stitchyouup.com or contact them, eric at stitchyouup.com. Stitch You Up, definitely not your grandma's embroidery. Welcome back, guys. Last segment of the show. I've been telling you there's a few ways you can get a hold of me. One being you can send me an email, tuttle at gmail.com. That's tuttle with two Ds, T-U-D-D-L-E at gmail.com. Or you can leave me a voicemail. Say whatever you want. Haters go straight to the front of the line. 407-270-3044. What's up, Tuttle? I just wanted to give you uh, had a chance to reach out to me, but and arrange a podcast with him. I assume there's no uh, bad blood between the two of you. No, there's no bad blood between me and B-Fud. We, I haven't talked to him on the phone in like a year and a half. Uh, I talk to him every once in a while on Twitter or through direct message. But yeah, I would love to have B-Fud on the show. But do you, I, 
I wonder if he could figure out Zoom. If BFUD could figure out Zoom, I would give him an open-door policy to be able to come on the show anytime he wanted to. I mean, with some limitations. And then also uh, reach out to Spice Boy Manson to make your, an attempt to uh, see if you can just get a, you know, candid interview or, you know, open interview. Uh, no hate towards those two, just to see what their opinions are of the big man. You know, I think it will be great for great content. And uh, also, uh, you know, if uh, it's possible, I'll still try to reach out to Cowhead. I'm sure he wouldn't mind talking to you. Shouldn't be anything bad between the two of you, right? Yeah, I'm going to have Vulture, my producer, try to reach out to BFUD, see if I can get him on, see if we can get him to be able to learn how to work Zoom so he could record something. And any of the people that I've ever worked with, I have no problems with anybody at all. I'm sure a lot of people have problems with me, but I would talk to anybody. I would talk to Calta. I would talk to Spice. I would talk to any single person that I have ever worked with before, and I would just love to clear the air. I would like to apologize for anything I may have done wrong. And I know a lot of you people are going to be like, oh, well, Tuttle, you're just trying to get on somewhere. No, I listen, I know that I fucked up a lot. I took it personally every time I got let go from a place. I attacked. I burned. I left scorched earth. And I was barely able to repair my relationship with Russ Rollins. Do I think I'll ever work there again? No, I didn't do it to try to get on there. Yeah, it would be nice if I could come back. But that's never, ever going to happen after everything I did. There's a lot of people there that do not trust me. I know that I talked to Russ. And Russ was thinking about having me do maybe some bits here and there, not like in the studio, but maybe do some man on the street stuff. But he, I completely understand. He's got his crew now. Uh, Russ has always been loyal to his crew. And he asked, and there were some people that do, do not trust me. They don't think that I'm on the <laughs> trusting list. So I don't blame him. Russ has got to stick by his guys and I get it. But I, we're still cool. Me and Russ still talk maybe once or once every other week. Uh, he texts me to check in, see how I'm doing, and, and, and I text him, and vice versa. So, yeah, Drew Garabo, I, w- I would talk to any single radio person that I've ever worked with. Uh, Dean and Darby, Demuccio and Darby, I, w- I would talk to them. I would talk to Bo, I w- anybody, anybody that I've ever worked with. Matter of fact, if you hate me, book me. Come on my show, Tuttle at gmail.com. If you have an axe to grind with me, if I did you wrong, I will be more than happy to give you some airtime to air your grievances. Email me, Tuttle at gmail.com or leave me a voicemail, 407-270-3044. Sorry about the shorter show today, but I thought it was a good one. Going to get back into the swing of things. It was just a busy week. Hope you guys are having a great day and I will talk to you tomorrow. And that's the show for today. Thanks for listening to the Tuttle Daily Podcast. Hey, don't be a dickhead. Do us a favor. Like, share, and subscribe to the show. Also, check out the Tuttle category at 315live.com. The Tuttle Daily Podcast is brought to you by the Vapor Shades Hobo Fish Camp. Do you want some cool-ass sunglasses? Check out vaporshades.com. Also brought to you by Starfire Transport, stitchyouup.com, pocketpairclub.com, Special thanks to show intern Hannah and Charlie Lamo for their contributions. Additional imaging and production is provided by CCA Productions. 
Facebook.com slash CCA Productions presents. Show voiceover services brought to you by jcvoiceover.com. That guy's got a damn sexy voice. You should hire him. Check out jcvoiceover.com. If you want to help support the show, go to paypal.me slash Tuttle on the radio. Comments? Concerns? Or do you just want to let Tuttle know he's being a dickhead? Tuttle at gmail.com. That's Tuttle with two D's at gmail.com. Leave a voicemail at 407-270-3044. To follow all of Tuttle's social media, go to Tuttle.net. Thanks again for all your support, and we'll see you tomorrow on the Tuttle Daily Podcast.